God bless. God bless you tonight. We praise God for each and every one of you that join in with us on tonight, living the word. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our class on tonight and our lesson. God, we love you tonight and we thank you for the power of asking. God, we can't demand anything from you in spite of what is going on in our lives, around us, in our families, and with loved ones and friends. But you gave us a power to ask you. So I want to thank you for the asking. God, I'm asking tonight that you would touch each and every heart tonight, those that have tuned in with us and those that are coming to be with us in person tonight, that you would open up the understanding in the name of Jesus. God, that we may be kingdom builders, building your kingdom one soul at a time. God, you know you're soon to come back, Jesus. You're soon to come back to rapture your church. And God, we want to be ready. We want to be ready. We want to be found ready. We want to be on ready in the name of Jesus. So God, your word is already blessed tonight. Will you bless the hearers and the doers of your word? Anoint me, God, to bring your word forth with clarity and understanding in the name of Jesus. Satan, I command you right now in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to drop every weapon and flee in the name of Jesus. For you are under our feet. We speak it with authority and power. You're under our feet right now in the name of Jesus. So, God, we love you. We thank you now. And we bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. May the Lord bless you, my brothers and sisters. And may God smile upon you. Um, get your Bibles tonight. Get, get your Bibles. And I want to go with, um, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 5. Let's look at verse, verses 17 and 18 in Matthew chapter 5. When you have it, okay. Uh, actually, let's go up three verses above the start of verse. This is still out of chapter five. Let's look at verses 14 and then we'll go down to verse 18. You are the light of the world. City that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bush, but on the candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law to all be fulfilled. I want to stop there. And tonight I want to deal with Jesus. Approachable, available, and vulnerable. Jesus. My brothers and sisters, there's some things that in Christendom and in teaching and in ministering with faith family and those that have uh, not known the way of holiness or the way of sanctification or being saved. 
are being given instruction and taught this life. How to live it, what to do, how to prepare ourselves, how to live on a, in a, on a daily basis and the right things to do and how to bring our bodies under subjection so our flesh no longer will have dominion and power over our spiritual man. Some things and some things that is told to us and brought to us being newly saved, and some of us have been saved for such a long time or a while. And I want to bring in a couple of words, the word dogma. The word dogma simply means a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as true. Or some may know it and can receive it or hear it as dogmatic ways. The other word I want to look at tonight is the word principles. The definition of the word principle is a, fun, a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as a foundation for a system of belief or behavior. Jesus, approachable, available, and vulnerable. My brothers and sisters, something that's interesting that I have noticed um, that in Christendom, with the faith family, one thing I've noticed that we would rather wrestle with principles and dogmas and ideas than really to understand God's word. What is so interesting to me is that as the word of God is being preached and taught and is shown unto us the lifestyle that we should live, how we deal with our everyday lives, how do we mix with each other? And I'm not talking about just in, um, in the world or amongst non-believers, but amongst one another. Um, there's something that we saw or I saw when I was real young. I'll never forget. And there was, I saw there was three monkeys one monkey had his hands over his eyes. One monkey had his hand over his mouth. And one monkey had his hands over his ears. And uh, one was saying, see nothing. The hand over the mouth, say nothing. And the hand over the ears, hear nothing. See nothing, say nothing, and hear nothing. Sometimes that's the way that we have become in Christendom. See nothing, say nothing, and hear nothing. Let's dig down into the scripture. First of all, it would have, it would have been fantastic for the Pharisees and Sadducees if Jesus went by the 
dogma of see nothing, say nothing, and hear nothing. But look what happens. He's on the scene now. The word of the Lord is already, God has already established principles. You know what, my God, my God has established policies and procedures on how to live a victorious life. Put a pin in that. I'm here to declare to you tonight that you can live a successful life here in this present world. You can have victory right now, even as I speak by the power of the living God. Yes, you can put a praise on that one because you can have victory. In chapter 5, verses 17 through 18, I went to verse 14. Jesus expresses his total allegiance to the Old Testament law. And as he did that, because it had to be done because they accused Jesus of going against what we know as a Mosaic law. Now, my brothers and sisters, what? how does the Mosaic law affect us today? Well, it affects us in this area. Jesus made a statement and told those that were in authority, I come not to destroy the law, but I come to fulfill the law. So at the same time, um, he had total allegiance to the Old Testament. He points out a lot of the, the things that were not sound, the inadequacy of some of the views head by some of the teachers that were in his day. So my brothers and sisters, we have many illustrations that Jesus did. Now Jesus then develops these points and the points that he had. He shows that the law, the Mosaic law, now watch this. The Mosaic law or the law of Moses really identifies behaviors of the people that are wrong. All right. And even through the Mosaic law, the law revealed the attitudes, values, and motives which must be transformed if we are to be truly in harmony with God. Now put a pin right there. Jesus recognizes in the Mosaic law. Now, it has not changed even as I speak right now through this lesson. It hasn't changed. If it was so then, it's true now. Look how different our values are. And look what motivates us. Huh? Yes, yes. Just look at the things. And you would wonder, are we really, are we really in harmony with God? So that's why tonight, Jesus 
Jesus. He was approachable. He was available. And yet, he was vulnerable. When you look at the attitudes, if you look at chapter 5 of Matthew, you don't have to read it, write this down, chapter 5 of Matthew 19 to 48. Jesus knew that only transformation of the inner man would change and make man's heart sensitive to God. Hmm? I remember the report of the text that the Lord said and he prophesied and said, you have a heart of stone and I'm going to make a heart of flesh. So he talks about the circumcision of the, of the heart, making the heart pliable, making the heart soft enough to receive um, the word of the Lord. Jesus makes his point. In so many other passages uh, about the Mosaic law, chapter 7 and verse 12 and, and chapter 22, verses 36 through 40, Jesus gives a summation of the law. Now, this, my brother and sister, this is, this is why it's so important. It is so important to understand the Old Testament. The Old Testament, I like to call it, and it's been called by theologians um, even before I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. It's called the schoolmaster. For you to understand the New Testament, you have to understand the Old Testament. Now, why do we spend so much time in studying the Word of God? Well, I will remind you of this. The Bible, it is inspired by God and written of man. My brothers and my sisters, hallelujah, Jesus. If you want to live, a victorious life, we must do it God's way. Huh? It is a must. You can't make it to heaven doing it your way. I'm going to skip to something real quick. If, if, if you can, um, go with me to the book of Revelation. Okay. Turn with me to the book of Revelation. I, I really want chapter one of the book of Revelation. When you have it, say amen. You'll find it in Revelation. I'm, I'm going to read some of it. If you have it, turn to it, okay? And let's, we can read it together. This is chapter one and verse one. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, the revealing of things, all right? to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto the servant John. God sends a message. Uh-huh. God gave it to him and sends a message through John. All right? John, and it says, who bear record of the word of God. John 
bears record. And of the testimony, underline the word testimony, and this is in verse 2, and of the testimony of Jesus Christ. What? All of the things that John saw. So it says, blessed is that, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Now, he talks about verses four through eight, the seven churches that are in Asia. Now, we know them as Asia, Asia Minor, okay? Now, every prophecy, all of the prophecies in the Bible has not been fulfilled. There are so many prophecies that have not been revealed or they have not came to pass yet. We're still waiting on them. Now, John introduces his book of Revelation given to him by Jesus. And then John pronounces a special blessing on those who do what? Read, hear, and take to heart the words of this prophecy. What? A special blessing. Did you hear what I said? A special blessing on those who read, hear, and take to heart the words of this prophecy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to that later. Now, Jesus was always approachable. Jesus was always approachable. Now, what we do is, watch this one. Instead of us seeking the Lord and going to him for the things that we need, the things that we need straightened out in our lives, the things that are burdensome to us, the things that seem to keep us upset, the things that, that uh, uh, would make us want to go back to the world where God has saved us from. We would rather wrestle with dogmatic ways and principles and ideas than uh, seek Jesus. Let me tell you again, Jesus is approachable. What am I trying to tell you? We rather argue. We rather argue and we rather live in disbelief or an unbelief than to go to the source of our strength. I'm trying to tell you tonight, well, praise God. I'm, I'm trying to tell you tonight, my brothers and sisters, even as we're sharing the word tonight, our Savior, Jesus Christ, is approachable. Yes, you can reach him. You can touch him. You can go to him with whatever problem that you have. Jesus is approachable. Come on and put a praise on that somebody.
He is, he is, he is, he is. Go back to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. Jesus was asked by an expert in the law about the greatest commandment. Yes. Do you not know that even back then, even the time that Jesus walked the face of this earth, he was challenged. He was challenged. He was challenged in everything he did. Why? Because he stood for what God had already said and sent him. Listen what he says. He says, he says, I didn't come to do my own will, but I came to do the will of him that sent me. Put a pen right there. Well, praise God. What would happen, my brothers and sisters? Just think about this. What would happen if we were doing the will of God? If we all came together collectively, united in force and power, doing the Lord's will, what would happen? Well, let me tell you what would happen. There wouldn't be a hungry soul. There would be healing in our midst. There would be deliverance. And the things that you keep dealing with at home, the things that you come to the house of God with and, and don't get your deliverance and take it back home, these things would be eradicated. But we rather deal with dogmatic ways than to go right to the source that can give us our deliverance, give us power, give us strength and peace of mind. Somebody put a praise on that. Praise Jesus. So it was an expert. This expert asked Jesus about the law. He says, look at the text here. He says, um, about the greatest commandment. What is the greatest commandment? Jesus responds and says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Isn't that what John the Revelator said about how blessed we were going to be? I assured you that earlier. How blessed you would be. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Look at, love the Lord, love the Lord your God with all, A-L-L, -L, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Jesus said that is the greatest commandment. Now, what the problem that we're having, and remember, we're wrestling against principalities. So what are principles? The principle, you know, Rather against demonic forces that we don't even see. We're, we're wrestling against carnality. We, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, but we yet have not been delivered. Now put a, put a pin in that one. Some that, some of us that have tasted the way of holiness and sanctification, you have to be very careful. 
Why? Because there are brothers and sisters that God have accepted. They went, they, they followed the scripture, Romans 10, 8 and 9. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead, thou shall be saved. Huh? Now, they've accepted the Lord, but they still haven't fully surrendered to the fullness of God. Huh? They still are holding on to some things. Now, some of us that have accepted the Lord and went on and, and sought for the baptism and been filled with the baptism, we got some brothers and sisters in Christ that have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Huh? And what is it? That's your keeping power. That's the anointing of God that gives you the power to stand, as Paul said it, to stand and not only stand, but withstand against the enemy. The power of the baptism in the Holy Ghost. So what happens? We will get hung up when we see a brother, sister in fault and not being in the place of that spiritual brother, sister that's able to go and pull them out of the fire of despair. Huh? Because you're looking at what you see them do. But remember, Jesus has never had an innocent client. Jesus, approachable, available, and vulnerable. Uh-huh. Now, Jesus always, Jesus was always approachable. Let me go a little further. That expert asked Jesus. Jesus gave him, told him, love the Lord with all, your, with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. Now he says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And he keeps speaking, said, and the second is likened to the first. And the second was love mm -hmm, your neighbor as yourself. Now, what does that do? All the law and the prophets, everything, all the law and everything that the prophets did hung on these two commandments. So Jesus here, if you watch Jesus, Jesus shifts his attention from compliance with the detailed instruction contained in the Old Testament to the heart or the attitude of the person. My brothers and sisters, folk that have an attitude and problem, that was not, that's just not a New Testament thing. That was going on when Jesus was walking this earth. Jesus had to deal with folk that had bad attitudes. Jesus had to deal with people that had unbelief. Jesus had to deal with people that didn't even uh, believe who he was. Huh? So when you look at St. John chapter 1 and verse 17 and 
Matthew chapter 11, verse 13. I got to go with one more. Luke chapter 16, verse 16 to 17. These scriptures contained Jesus' teaching that a day is going to come. It says the day is coming in which the Mosaic law will be superseded. The Old Testament taught them that. There was going to be a day coming, huh, that the Mosaic law was going to be superseded. And it came. How did that, how was the Mosaic law superseded? Jesus said, and it came to Christ. He said, the law and the prophets were proclaiming until John, since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached. Now listen, the Old Testament that they had and what was going on, it Everything it was not done away with. Watch the word now. Jesus just fulfilled it. Christ himself was the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Now, why, why am I breaking this down so tonight about Jesus? I want you to get this, my brothers and sisters. Jesus, approachable, available, and he was vulnerable. Jesus went through some stuff, but people were able to approach him. And he was available. Do you not know that we do have a system that God has laid out for us? What is What we see is happening is that the Bible said that there be a time that will come that men will be more into themselves than quoting or applying the word. There are that ways that seem right unto us. Huh? Why is it that it seems like the faith family can be so disconnected when it comes down to basic things. Huh? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Jesus' ministry so, and it's really been a blessing to me, is how did Jesus deal with situations? Huh? Oh, if we could just catch a glimpse. If we could just slow down and just focus on how did Jesus deal with situations that we are dealing with. I'm going to drive it tonight over and over. How did he deal with the problems? He was approachable. He was available. And you know what he did? He put himself out there to where he's vulnerable now. Now, being vulnerable don't mean that you are powerless. There's a difference. But he opened himself up. Huh? And that's something that we're not doing today. Remember I told you about the three monkeys? See nothing. See nothing. Say nothing. And hear nothing. You can't live in Christendom with this, these dogmatic ideas. 
And we would rather get engaged, engage ourselves with frustrations and arguments than to do what the Bible says. And I know my brothers and sisters, I, I know, I really, I get it. I, I really get it. We don't want to live a lifestyle to where you live in the word. Well, isn't that wonderful that on Friday nights when you, when you tune in to us, this is living the word? Because that's what it's all about. It's all about living the word of God. My brothers and sisters, we can get to the place you can live as close to God's word that is humanly possible. And I guarantee God is pleased with that. Huh? So we knew what was going to happen. The revelations told us, the prophecy told us. So some of those that were in the Old Testament time when the law is they believed it wasn't it was unnecessary for certain things. But remember that what God did with Moses, God wrote it on a stone and the tablet. But now God is writing on the hearts of every believer. Do you not know that there's at times that God will deliver us from our anger? God will deliver us from the attacks of the enemy. But do you know what the problem is? We don't want to live the word. Why? Because some of us were bent. The, the Bible said, well, praise Jesus. The Bible said that uh, uh, the Israelites were bent to sin. Or they were bent to backslide. Israel was bent to backslide. In other words, they were formed to do that. Hmm? And some of us, even though God has shown us through his word that woman, you are delivered. Man, you are delivered. Huh? The enemy cannot hold you to the things that God has brought you out of. But you would rather uh, deal with them problems your way. And haven't you gotten it by now? Your way has been disastrous. Can't you see your way has not been able to bear you good fruit? Hmm? As much as the word that we're receiving. We are, this is 2023. 21st century. It's hard, it's hard not to hear a preacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet somewhere through social media. I mean, the word of God is everywhere. Now, I know that some of it, you, you know, you, you have to be, you have to sift through it. But I'm talking about God's word. God's word will never fail us. The reason why that you and I are yet here Praise God. I'm on this side and you're there. Praise God. It's because of the word of God. Huh? You have to believe God. You've, you've, heard, you've heard me say this for a long time. I serve God on a money back guarantee. You got to believe God. At least, well, praise God. Hallelujah. 
You don't know what watch it. And, and I pray this will bless you. My brothers and sisters, you have to get mad enough at the situation and circumstance and tell God, God, I don't never want to be in this situation no more. Huh? It's just like being saved. When you get sick of sin, a person will get saved. You can get mad at your financial status. You can get angry at your physical health, at your mental health. You can get mad at the lifestyle you're living. And if, when you realize that God has greater and better things for you, my brothers and my sisters, you can talk to God and tell the Lord, Lord, I do not ever, never, ever want to be in this situation again. What am I telling you? Jesus, he's approachable. Jesus, he's available. And my brothers and sisters, Jesus was vulnerable just like you and I. Come on and put a praise on it, somebody. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. You can, oh my God. You can get mad enough. You can get frustrated enough and tell God, listen, I'm a living witness. I've done it myself. Praise be to God. Let, let me just share this with you real, real, real quick. I pray it will be a blessing to you. I found the scripture that Jesus was talking to disciples and let them know. He said, listen. And they had to deal with those that were less fortunate and some of them financially that was poor. Poor naturally and poor in spirit. I said, Lord, you know what? I don't never want to be poor. Because Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. And I meant that. Because I told God, God, listen, if you bless me, I'll be a good steward and bless everybody else around me. In other words, I said, God, listen, you can use me. You can use me. And, 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 and I teach it at the beginning of every year. God has blessed me. I want to be a channel so God can just channel his blessings through me. Huh? That I can be a conduit so the Lord can channel his blessings through me to bless somebody else. Come on, put a praise on it. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to be in a position that God can use me, huh, to bless somebody else. Bless the hurting, the hurting physically, the hurting spiritually, the hurting financially. God, you can use me because I am a good steward. Come on and praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Jesus brings that. And he talks about um, the heart. There's another passage that bears and leans on the law. That's Matthew chapter 19, verse 3. Would I tell you what? Would, would you go with me there? Please, man, please, sir. Go with me to Matthew chapter 19. Uh-huh. I want chapter 19. Let's look at verse 3. Do you have that? Say amen. Remember I said Jesus was vulnerable also? Now, it reads like this, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 3. 
the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, What? I'm going back again. Have you not read? Put a pin there. If you've missed it tonight, let me help you catch up. I've been showing you the scriptures talking about study or reading. Get into the word. Get into the word. Get into the word. And Christ was the walking word of God. He said, listen, what, what does the word? Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning, made them male and female? Verse 5 and said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. Talking about marriage now. Uh-huh. And they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. Now, Jesus is answering them because, remember, they're trying to trick him up. Jesus allowed them and their foolishness, their dogmatic ways, and to come to him with what they perceived is a way to trick up Jesus. So he said, listen here. Therefore, what Therefore, God has joined together. Let no man put us under. Now watch verse 7. So Jesus didn't give them the answer that they wanted. Put a pin there. How many times have we went to our pastors? We went to those that are spiritual, our first ladies or, or preachers or those that should be spiritual. And we had our mind made up, but we did not really like what they told us. Well, let me, let, let me do better than that. I've talked to so many people in, I'll just use pastor. I'm not talking about as an evangelist. Well, let me, let me do that one. In my 43 years of preaching, I've talked to so many people. And you know what I found out? That the answer that I gave them, they didn't want it. They didn't want that answer. And the reason why they didn't want that answer is because it did not agree with the mental state that they were in at that particular time. See, when, you're, when you show the word of God, I don't know what state that you're in. But some of the states that you're in, it may not agree with the word. But the word of God will not change because you're on a different planet. You get me? I want somebody. Here I am. Here I am. I'm going to get on my soapbox. I'm going to go out to the social media outlets. And I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to put my business out there because I really want to see if somebody really feels the way that I feel. Because I went to pastor and pastor Clay is not telling me what I want to hear. Huh? Look at verse 7. 
Jesus didn't answer the question like they wanted to. So they said unto him, okay, you said all of this, but why then, why did Moses then command to give a written of divorcement and put her away? And he said unto them, listen, Moses gave them a, allowed them to write up a written of divorce because of the hardness of their hearts. And he suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. They be. You know, Jesus said, listen, the way that God set up marriage from the beginning, he, the way that he set it up, he did not set it up for folk to be getting divorces. Uh-oh, did I say that? The word said it. The word said it. But it was because of the hardness of your heart. Now listen, see, when your heart gets hardened, well, let me, let, let, let me, let me make it clear. I know I didn't finish my sentence, but I want to make it clear to you. That's like ground that's been packed down so hard. And, this is, is, and it could have been because of you've driven across it or it's been packed down. However, it was packed down. It's so hard. Now, when it rains, the water does not seek in to a hard surface. What does it do? It runs off. Hmm? When the ground is impacted so hard that the water won't soak, the ground can't soak up the water, so it runs off. And a lot of time, that's how you have gotten flash flooding because the ground is unable to retain the water, big downpours or just a hard surface. That's just like your heart. When your heart becomes hardened, my brothers and sisters, you will not receive the word of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. You won't receive it. Je Listen, Jesus talked about that in the parable. Do you recall he talked about it uh, when about the different soils and the soil went out to sow seed? And he gave different illustrations on the different types of ground and soil. Huh? There was only one soil that was able to produce fruit. And that was the one that was already prepared, that was ready. Jesus said, Moses allowed you to put away your wives. And it was because the hardness of your heart. Huh? And he didn't want things to get so messed up and so distorted. So it happened. Now, Jesus gave situations. Now, the circumstance in chapter in uh, Matthew 19 and verse 9, and saying to you, whosoever shall put away his wife, if you do put away your wife, except, the, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committed adultery, and who, whosoever marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. Now, the disciples stepped in. My brothers and sisters, the point I'm trying to make is in every condition, you 
cannot be in a place that Jesus was not already there. Jesus is approachable to us. Our Jesus is available to us. And I want you to know that Jesus himself was vulnerable. He let people treat him any kind of way. Why? Now, now, now watch this. Oh, I'm, I'm eating up my time. Praise Jesus. Listen. Jesus had all power and authority. Satan knew this. Do you recall? The Bible said when after John the Baptist baptized Jesus. Now Jesus is led up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Put a pin in that. Look at what the scripture says. Jesus was led up into the wilderness to be tempted. He didn't go on his own. Well, I think I'll just go by myself and know. See, some things you got to be led to do. God will lead you to do things, huh? And your breakthrough, huh? Your victory, God has already has it in place. But you have to understand the power of being led, huh? See, when you're being led, you don't fight everything. Hmm? Well, put a pin in that word. Praise Jesus. If you go over to Ephesians chapter 4, huh? And the Bible said that he gave some. Now, when Jesus was led, he gave. When he went back, he gave. Jesus had came with or on borrowed time. So the Bible said that when he led captivity, huh, he gave gifts unto men. Christ has always been in the front. You can't lead from behind. Huh? So Jesus has always been before us. And since he's always been before us, he'll be there after we get there because he's already been before us. So what does that mean? There's no, therefore now no temptation taken man, but such is common to man. But with all the temptation, the Lord said, I'll make a way for you to escape. Meaning he's already has a place for you to escape. He's already led the way. All we got to do is follow, huh? Follow Jesus. Did I know that the Lord, the Lord didn't tell you to go and argue with them people? God didn't tell you to go fight with folk. He told you to stand still. He told you to wait on him. Huh? He told you, matter of fact, he told you this battle that you're going through, he really told you that this battle is not yours, it's his. But what, what is the problem? Because everybody, a lot, lot of people have not been delivered. You still got that fighting spirit. 
you still got that, that thing that everybody's picking on you, huh? And you're so ready, you, you're still walking with a knee-jerk reaction, huh? So I might do something with you because you're, you're bent like that. Your whole life, you're just always on ready to defend yourself. But when you get saved, huh? And when you allow the Lord to manifest his power in your life, the tears may come down and your fists may ball up. But you, have, you heard the voice of the Lord say, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. Huh? Well, because Jesus said, peace. Oh, praise be to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. He said, peace I leave with you. Not as the world knoweth peace. But I'm going to give you peace so you don't have to fight your battle. Huh? You can just wait on me. So what? Jesus, I'm trying to tell you. Jesus, he's approachable. Jesus, he's available. And yes, he was vulnerable. Let me go with this last part, if you allow me. Remember, we we want we we rather we would rather wrestle with the principles and, and dogmas and ideas of you know see nothing, say nothing, and hear nothing. But that's not how we live saved. Dogmatic ways, a set of principles. Somebody laid listen, somebody's put some stuff out, and now you want to take it as gospel. But the Bible said if you make one step, he'll make two. That's not what the Bible said. Somebody told you that. And you didn't do your due diligence to study God's word. So you walk around believing that. But that's not the Bible. Huh? Every, my God, every chance that the Pharisees and Sadducees had, they'll try to trick Jesus up. But do you not know that Jesus allowed, now watch me now, Jesus allowed himself to be in that situation. Well, the devil led Jesus up in the wilderness to be tempted. The spirit led him up to be tempted by the devil. If Jesus, now watch me, if Jesus did not go up into the wilderness to be tempted, we wouldn't have victory right now. Huh? Jesus placed himself in a vulnerable situation just for you and I. Huh? You don't, the Bible said you don't have to, even when you fast, I think in Isaiah chapter 58, you'll find that when, when, uh, when we fast, God said, I didn't call, I didn't put you on a fast so you can smite with the fist. You can get mad. How can you, how can sweet and bitter Come out of the mouth at the same time. How can you love God and yet be mad? Huh? And want to do damage to somebody. And it's always to somebody. Huh? You, you really think that if you close your mouth and don't say a word, that you're a wimp. Huh? That you have no power. Jesus was led up in the wilderness. Now, now, watch me. I got a couple minutes left. Praise Jesus. Jesus went and gave himself up and positioned himself as weakness. 
but through his weakness, we receive the strength. That's why the scripture says, let the weak say I'm strong, huh? And the strong say I'm strong. My brothers and sisters, you have to start believing what you keep talking about. If you have that much faith in your abilities to fight and beat somebody down, take that same energy and flip it and praise God and believe God. Huh? Christ was tried on every side. And the only way that we have victory now is through the sufferings of our Lord and Savior. So, I want you to know tonight, in this class, in this lesson tonight, I'm talking Jesus. Well, what about Jesus, brother pastor? Jesus. Jesus is approachable. Jesus is available. And Jesus was vulnerable. Huh? Don't worry about it. God will take care of you. Get in the word. Stop fighting all of these battles on your own. You're showing so much weakness now that, you know, who's going to follow you anywhere? You keep projecting weakness. But I guarantee tonight, if you believe God and trust the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, don't lean on your flesh. Don't lean on your ability. But in all your ways, well, praise be to God. Acknowledge him. And I guarantee my brothers and my sisters that the Lord will direct your path. Let me pray for you, God, in Jesus' name. I love you tonight. And I thank you, Jesus, for being approachable, available. And thank you for your vulnerability because we're made strong tonight. Thank you for all that you went through. And I thank you for how you handled every situation. You are our example of how to live a victorious life. So God, will you bless the hearers of your word tonight and bless the doers also. And God will give you all the glory and praise because victory is ours tonight in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord smile upon you. If this has been a blessing unto you, if the living the word has been a blessing unto you, go to our website. Send a message out. Let me know. Until next time, live the word.